Let us pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you this morning. Lord, we give you the praise and the glory. We exhort you, Father, because of your faithfulness and all that you are to us. Oh, thank you for every gift we have. Every good and perfect gift comes from you, where from whom there is no shadow of darkness. Thank you, Father, for your faithfulness over us. Thank you for your love. And thank you for all that you are doing and the eyes of understanding that you are opening to see who we are and what you have done for us. And so this morning, Lord, we acknowledge and we confess that we are everything that you said we are. We have what you said we have and we will do what you said we will do. We yield ourselves completely and totally, Father, to your will. Because we know, Father, that your intention, your purpose for us is not to do us evil or to, or to do us harm. It's to do us good and to bring us to your perfect expectation. Lord, we give you all the praise. We rest in your strength. We rest in your love. We rest in your faith. We rest in your ability. And thank you, Lord. We give you all the praise. And this morning, we take authority over every wandering thought, every imagination, every idea, everything that we have received before that contains against your light. We disown them this morning and we make all things subject to your word. Thank you so much, precious Father. We give you all the praise and all the glory. And in Jesus' precious name, we have prayed and the church of Christ this morning, we say with me, Amen and Amen and Amen. Good morning to you, my beloved brothers and sisters. Of course, it's your brother, Pastor Chido Jacob, here this morning that we may share the bread of life, that we may share in our continual communion fellowship with the Word. And this morning, I'm going to try to recap what we have shared this week concerning of course, we began looking at the message Jesus preached, and we began this week looking at why Jesus is being revealed at this time. Don't forget, beloved, our Father does not want us to wallow in darkness. He is light, and if we are in Him, He is in us. We cannot walk in darkness like the rest of the world, rather we have to walk in the light of revelational knowledge. Praise God. Let me say that one more time. Our Father is light and in Him there is no shadow of darkness. So if we are in Him, He is in us, then we cannot walk in darkness, but we can walk in Him who provides light to the world. And that light comes through revelation. Amen and amen. Okay, so this week we began to share point number one, why Jesus has been revealed is that, of course, he is the answer the world needs. Beloved, when you hear this thing, sometimes you just pause and think about it. Look at all the solutions men have proffered, but we are still not more peaceful. In all the effort man has made to achieve equality, Oh, they have sung songs, they have done concerts all over the world trying to achieve global peace. No, it has not happened. Because you know what? Peace can only be found in a person. Praise God. 
So there is no shadow of doubt when you look up and look around you that Christ is the answer the world needs. And this is why we must be committed to preach him as the solution the world needs. Praise God. Number two, we agreed that only in him can we see the fullness of God. Again, there is no argument to this. Men have tried to search or seek for God many, many centuries. But it is only in Christ that we can see the fullness of God. The Bible said he is the exact representation of the Father. That God is pleased that the fullness of the Godhead, that means the fullness of him, dwells bodily in Christ. Amen and amen. And the scripture added that no one has ever seen God except the begotten of the Father. And he has come to give us the full explanation of who God is. Praise God. And in the past two days, we've been dealing with the third reason that only in him, that means only in Christ, can we see our true nature. My true identity, your true identity, that is who we really are who we are made to be, it can only be seen in Christ. Listen up, friends, you know, we have seen ourselves according to how situation defines us, circumstances defines us, economic standing defines us, social standing defines us, whether we are male or female, whether we are born poor or rich, who gave birth to us, even our state of origin has defined us. But beloved, you know that this is not truly who we are. It is only in the understanding or knowledge revealed by the one who made us, by the one who intended, purposed, and made us, that we can understand who we really are. So in Christ being revealed, it is also our identity and our true nature that is being revealed. Don't forget, it is only in him that we can see who God is. But it's only in Christ that we can also see who we are. And it was in the message of Jesus that we began to see this more, much more clearer. Praise God. Okay, so this morning, let's go to point number four. It is only in Christ that we see the picture of our true relationship with the Father. Let me repeat point number four, why Jesus is revealed is because it is only in him that we can see the picture of our true relationship with the Father. Beloved, don't forget before Jesus came, men have sought to have relationship with God. And that is, of course, what gave birth to all forms of religion. Those who saw him as a holy God believed that the only way to access him was to become holy, perfectly holy by themselves, and then they continued to struggle. But when you look at the kind of rapport Jesus had with the Father, there was no struggle and there were no uncertainties, if you see that very clearly. So, beloved, it's only in him that you and I may see the true picture of how our relationship with the Father is supposed to work. Don't forget, beloved, 
men have caused us harm because they try to define how this relationship is. And in many cases, it was a figment of the imagination. In many cases, it was superstition because why? They had no revelation of the Son. They had no revelation of who Christ is. So they came up with all manner of things, all manner of superstitions. When they were angry, they told us that God was angry. When they were displeased, they told us that God was displeased. If we did not measure up according to their own level of expectation they preached sermons to us to tell us that god was very upset with us so now we look at christ and we see a different picture of relationship with the father so beloved let me just remind you this morning you and i cannot afford to attempt to build any other relationship with the father that we do not see in christ because again don't forget he is our model he is our perfect example and so this morning look at your relationship with the father what does it look like it does it fall in line with the picture you see between jesus and the father or do you have a different one if you listen to jesus talking about the father he was not afraid of him oh he honored him in all things he exalted him in all things but he was never afraid of him number two you can look at and see that there were no uncertainties he knew who the father was or who the father is and he knew who he was in the father number two if you look at the relationship closely you will see that there was a perfect rapport between jesus and the father again let me remind you that Jesus is our example. And so in my relationship with the Father, I asked this morning, do we have a perfect rapport? Number three, if you look closely, you see that there was perfect oneness and the unity between Jesus and the Father. Remember what we are looking at this morning? It is in Christ that we see the perfect picture of what our relationship with the Father ought to be. If you look closely in the words of Jesus, you can see that there was perfect oneness, perfect unity. They were united together as one. The Father was not separate and Christ was not separate. Don't forget, the Father was not separate and Christ was not separate. Praise God. So there was perfect oneness and unity. Number four, if I extend this a little bit, if you look closely, you can also see that there was perfect alignment of purpose. Jesus said, I go to do the works of my father. He knew what he came to do. He knew he was here to do the works of his father, of my father and your father. And I pray this morning, may we come to that place also when we can wake up every day knowing that we are here to do the works of our father. Amen. And then you and I did not get here by accident. We were not saved by accident and this message is not coming to you by accident we are being restored to what god always wanted us to do don't forget the bible said in christ we have been created anew so that we can do the works that our father always intended for us to do praise god so there was no iota of doubt or confusion. There was perfect alignment of purpose. Jesus lived here, our perfect example, our model, lived here doing the works of the Father. There was perfect alignment 
of purpose. So this morning, let's push further and look at the picture of this relationship from the both side. I want us to look at a few scriptures that gives us an insight to the picture of this relationship Jesus had with the Father. Don't forget, beloved, that is how I was supposed to be. So how did God describe this relationship? Matthew chapter 3, verse number 17. Matthew chapter 3, verse number 17. This was after Jesus was baptized. And the Bible said, Then suddenly the voice of the Father shouted from the sky. Of course, this is TPT. Then suddenly the voice of the Father shouted from the sky, saying, This is my son, the beloved. My greatest delight is in him. Hallelujah. Beloved, this is the Father here describing the relationship he had with Jesus, our perfect example, our eldest brother. The Bible says that God himself shouted out of the skies. His voice echoed, saying this right here is my beloved. Don't forget, this is my son. And not just a son, he is my beloved son. Not just that he is my beloved son, but the father said, my greatest delight is in him. Of course, the older translation simply says, this is my beloved son with whom I am well pleased. Beloved, don't forget, in all of our years of religion, what were we trying to do? What was the center point of our struggle? We were always trying to please God. Don't forget. We went to church to please God. We prayed to please God. We fasted to please God. We read the Bible to please God. We gave money to please God. We served to please God. And the idea is that if God is happy with us, then he will respond to bless us. Now, you can see that that is the opposite of our relationship with the Father. Don't forget, beloved, as God is speaking about Jesus here, he's speaking about us. Don't forget, because Jesus was our representation in this, in this deal. Don't forget that. So, if the Father is well pleased with Christ, ladies and gentlemen, brothers and sisters, today, he is well pleased with you. Sir, if this is the only thing you get out of this morning, you need to come to that place to accept the truth that you, son of God, that as God was pleased with Christ, perfectly pleased, today he is pleased with you. Sir, not because you did something good or bad, no, but because you are in Christ. God's greatest delight is in you as you are right now, whether you did something or you didn't do anything. Now, Please understand that when God made this statement about Jesus, Jesus had not even officially started his ministry. Jesus hadn't done any official ministry work when God says, I am pleased. He's my greatest delight. Sir, it is not the work of the ministry that made Jesus Christ the Father's perfect delight. No, it's because Christ is his son. Sir, your children are not perfect and not good in your eyes because they did right or wrong. They are because they are your offspring. You brought them forth. Praise God. But even though that's not a perfect example, but it gives us an idea of what this is here. Beloved, please understand this morning. Jesus Christ, before he began his work, 
the father declared openly that his greatest delight is in him sir that is my position this morning it doesn't matter what you look like today as you hear this message that also is your position the father is delighted in us he is well pleased in us why because we are the same as christ praise god beloved oh what a peace this will bring no wonder jesus looked at those religious folks he said to them come to me all ye that labor and heavy laden i will give you rest why is that because religion puts us onto an impossible journey the journey of trying to please god think about it beloved everything we were told were things that we had to do to make god happy we did not read the bible to understand no we we read the bible so that god will be happy at us and you know what it was not even that we are really interested in god being happy no it was so that if god is happy then he will bless us what a fallacy what a nonsense beloved the truth about it is that god is pleased with you as you are right now listening to me why is that because we have been accepted the bible says in the book of ephesians we have been accepted in the beloved in other words we have been grafted into we have been rolled into we have been enfolded into the beloved the beloved is the capital letter and that beloved is christ because we are in him god the father is pleased our relationship with god is perfect god know the quarrel with us we know the quarrel with god god know the verse for us we know the verse with god that is the rapport that jesus had and that is the rapport you and i ought to enjoy with the father praise god i'm running out of time already but let me let also look at the picture of the relationship from the son's side remember we just looked at it from the father's side let's look at it now from the son's side quickly john chapter 10 verse number 30 at least this scripture should come to your mind because it's very easy john chapter 10 verse number 30 this is jesus himself now saying the father and i are one amen and amen this is one of the most radical statements this was one of the most heretical statements in the mind of religious people that Jesus made. But this explains the picture of the relationship Jesus had between him and the Father. Again, there was a perfect rapport. They were aligned together in purpose. God knows the quarrel with them. He knows the quarrel with God. The truth about it is that the Father and I we are one. And remember the hush-hush secret we shared. Everything Jesus said about him and the Father, we can say us and the Father. Beloved, please, you know very well, I am not against prayer. But let me just say this to you now. Spending 20 days shouting at God, rolling on the floor, trying to get things from God may be good. It may help. But beloved, something different happens. It's a different level of relationship when truly you can look up and say, my father and I, we are one. That in itself is the answer to many of your prayers. Coming to this place of understanding where you know. Now, I'm not talking about something you know in your head. Oh, but the eyes of your heart, the eyes of your spirit can see truly that you and the father are one. And you can say it confidently quietly there's this confidence assurance beloved 
I kid you not. I am not joking with you. This not this not a small matter. This understanding in itself is the answer to many of the prayers that you have been praying and many of the things that you've been trying to do and you have not been able to do and many of the things that looks impossible. Don't forget, the more we go deeper, then impossibilities begin to shrink. Praise God. John chapter 10, verse number 30. Don't forget, it's a very short scripture. The Father and I, we are one. I and the Father, we are one. This was Jesus explaining his own picture of the relationship. Beloved, we have looked at it at the both ends this morning. And let me wrap up by reminding you, whatever rapport Jesus had with the Father, we also have. Whatever Jesus said of him and the Father is also true with us. I know it will offend religious people, but don't forget we are not here to try to please them. We are here to manifest as sons of God. When you begin to see these things, your steps in life will change. The way you approach things will change. I don't have to motivate you, beloved. Beloved, your eyes will open and you begin to act it out. Praise God. Amen and amen. And finally, 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 please, sir, my brother, sister, be reminded this morning. May this truth, may this voice of truth this morning echo deep down in your spirit over and over and over and over again and again and again so that you become perfectly one with it and what is that beloved the father is pleased with you you cannot please him with your works but he's pleased with you as you are this morning in all your shortfalls, in all your weaknesses, in all your mistakes, in all the things that you tried to do and you failed, in all the many times you have promised God you won't do it again, you did it, and all of that stuff. In the midst of all that, Father is well pleased with you. Accept this gift this morning. Accept this truth this morning. And let it bring peace, unexplainable peace to your heart that Daddy is pleased with us. Oh, how many years did we struggle to try to please him? We were on, religion put us on a journey to nowhere. But thank God the gospel is bringing us back to where we ought to be. Hear this, hear the voice of the Father say to you this morning, I am well pleased with you. My greatest delight is in you, for that is the truth. Beloved, let me stop here. And I will come back to you again tomorrow by the grace of God. Tomorrow is service, so you'll get the message a little later in the afternoon. Please, I plead with you, my beloved brothers and sisters. Show me some more love as you keep me in your prayers. And I will also keep you in mind. That is our responsibility. And again, let me remind you, this is the message the world needs to hear. Forward this message to someone today. Let them hear that the Father is pleased with them beloved please do that let's spread this good news to someone this morning more than you have ever done before be an ambassador a bearer of the voice of the father saying to them i am pleased with you enjoy your day and while you are at it don't forget this morning you have been served with a meal of the spirit shalom